Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Lately. I am your host, Michael Peterson, and today I'm going to give you a quick and dirty episode where we're going to discuss the essentially the call to action that Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen gave and kind of, you know, uh, I don't want to say they called out their teammates, but I mean, essentially challenged their other players on the team, the, the other defensive guys around Bosa, the other offensive players, um, Obviously, this is more so with the defense having let uh, the offense down quite a bit. So, yes, we will lean a little bit into that defense and where people need to stand up. But basically kind of highlight what they had to say to media this week, to us in a couple calls. And uh, just kind of talk about what that can be for the Chargers, I, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to find the right words here. But I think it was needed. I think it was maybe needed at this severity a couple weeks ago, you know, you don't want to wait until you're two and seven for your leaders, your most veteran players, your best players on your team to start voicing these opinions. Again, I don't know 
how Bosa is in the locker room. I don't know how Allen is in the locker room. We get some of these guys mic'd up all the time. And and although they can be vocal or they can be, you know, conversational, I guess, uh, there's not a lot of experience or a lot of examples of them like taking control, holding people accountable, you know. Without Phillip Rivers, this team does not have uh, their, their far and away, their leader, their beacon, their, their, um, lighthouse, you know, in, in the distance sort of thing for these players to rally around to when they've lost hope or, or are struggling. We'll get into that in a second. And then we'll obviously go ahead and preview the Jets game. Uh, this is, you know, it's a must win. It's a should win. It's a win no matter what. I mean, I can't imagine this game being anything but a win. If it's a loss, you know, I don't know if heads roll immediately. I think it seals the fate for a lot of people. And I mean, just looking at these numbers, looking at their stats offensively and defensively, like this is a game where the Chargers essentially just need to like show up on time to start the game and they should walk away victorious. That's what it's like. And again, it's scary to think about the last time the Chargers played a uh, winless team. Obviously, that was 2016 against the Browns. Robert Griffin III was the quarterback for them at that point. Isaiah Crowell was still the running back there. I mean, that was just a different time, though. Um, so let's kind of get into this. this, this call to action. So earlier this week, I think we spoke to Allen first. That was on either Monday or Wednesday. I want to say it was Wednesday. And he came to us via his car. Um, so it wasn't the best quality of a conversation, but he got his point across. And one of the biggest things that stood out for sure has to be his comments that the offense was confused. Now, that's something you don't want to hear, you know, over halfway through your season, right? Again, like you're two and seven. Okay, well, then it makes sense that, you know, you might hear the offense being confused because, you know, how else are they, are they struggling this much? So confused. Well, confused against what? The Dolphins ran a bunch of zero blitzes. They really got after the quarterback. I mean, other teams have done that, though, this season. But the Dolphins, I guess, just, you know, combine the stuff that they're good at maybe with a few new things and regardless Allen said that the offense was confused and don't forget that Justin Herbert looked pretty rattled early on especially after they sent the house on the second play of the entire game got home and, and it just seemed like he wasn't himself it seemed you know that there was a wide open third down throw I think it was his first third down throw of the game he had Keenan Allen open on a short out route to his left sailed it I mean, he didn't have all that much pressure in his face. He got happy feet, and he kind of just rushed the pass. So we saw how much that affected uh, the offense in that way. And and besides the confused comment, Keenan Allen basically just said that people need to step up, and they need to make plays. These players for you know, 9, 10, 11 weeks now have been asked, what do people need to do? What do their teammates need to do to win these games, to get over the hump, you know, they've talked about how close they are to that over and over and over again. But the only answer that's, you know, continuous, I guess, is them saying that we just need to come up, come out, make plays, just like make it happen, essentially. Just make it happen. So that was essentially Keenan Allen's remarks. People need to step up, do their job, make plays. That's exactly what Keenan Allen is as a person. He's a playmaker. There's not much else for him to say in that regard. And then we go to Joey Bosa, who we talked with 
on Thursday, and he said a lot of enlightening things, especially about his concussion, how serious it was, his feelings and overall thoughts about it. Um, it's actually quite scary, in all honesty, talking about how he just felt messed up the first couple of days, how he doesn't remember going from Denver to Los Angeles. He remembers like the game. He remembers like the last play, whatever he, I don't know what the play was exactly, but he says, I remember, you know, the last play I was in. And then he remembers being on the bus returning to the complex. And that's scary, obviously, but he's doing fine now. He says he's, he's feeling a hundred percent. He feels great. And that's fantastic. His most interesting comment, though, again, falls in this line of like call to action for his teammates. And he he didn't point fingers. He consistently said he didn't want to name names. But he said, when the ball is right there in your hands, in your face, ready for you to make a play on it, you've got to make a play. And this is obviously pointing at or referencing Denzel Perryman, Kenneth Murray, Mike Davis, and Nasir Adderley slash Casey Hayward all had situations where they potentially could have picked off a pass against the Dolphins. Denzel Perryman's was a tipped pass that was in his hands and he just couldn't corral it on his way down. I mean, it was in his hands. It just looked like he freaked out and knocked the ball out of his own hands like himself. Kenneth Murray, I've watched it over 20, 30 times. Each time, I think he's going to pick it off, despite obviously knowing he didn't. That's how close this thing looked, right through his hands. I don't know how it didn't touch him. And the saddest part is it, it just went right through his hands and into the Dolphins' tight end. I believe it was Adam Shaheen's hands for a completed catch. It was like 17-yard gain. How does that happen? Seriously. like It's it's frustrating because it's not just a missed opportunity, but the, the easiness of how it could have not been a missed opportunity. You know, this was a guy that the Chargers traded up for back into the first round to select. Yes, he didn't do all that much in terms of coverage at Oklahoma, but you make plays like that in high school. Like that's a gimme play. You salivate, you wait for those plays. You cannot wait for that opportunity. And it just didn't happen. The Mike Davis one, I don't recall too much, um, but the one in the end zone with Casey Hayward and this year Adderley, Adderley came over the top towards the back of the end zone and it looked like he was going to make a diving catch for this ball. But Casey Hayward, obviously in coverage, turns around and, and sticks a hand out to, to break up the pass because he's in coverage again on an on, on offensive player. So I'm not so mad about that because Casey like did his job, but it's not like he knew Nasir was like on the way over, I guess. you know, And you can't fault him for that. So that's just a tough look. But again, with Allen and Bosa... Finally putting their foot down, finally saying some of the things that need to be said. I think there's still plenty that could be voiced. But for two guys who are expected to be leaders in and around the locker room, it's good to finally hear them speak up to a degree. I think maybe they can be a little more vocal. Again, I don't know what's in the locker room. I don't know what I don't know what the Chargers choose to not show us. Let's put it that way. But this looked like a great step forward for them to take. Hopefully some of the younger guys finally have things click. Hopefully they can kind of piece together the mindset that's apparently needed for a moment like this. Hopefully everyone, everyone, I mean veterans, young and old, even the coaching staff, make a point to take a step forward. It'll be huge for this team to get this win today. It might feel like an empty win because yes, they did beat the winless Jets, 
but a win's a win. You know, they can't run the table, you know, as small of a chance as they are for that without winning one game. So why not make this game the one to win to start some form of a streak? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With that being said, moving on over to the Jets preview. So some simple numbers, everything you kind of need to know about how bad this Jets team is. Offensively, they're the worst unit in the NFL. 32nd in total offensive yards per game. They average only racking up 266 yards per game. That's only made crazier because they're the only team in the NFL not to record at least 300 yards per game on a weekly basis. So they average at least 34 yards less than the next closest team in last place. They only average scoring 13.4 points per game. If I go back and look here real quick, just again to see how bad that point total is. I know they they score the least, but I want to see just how far. Yes, so they average 13.4 points per game. The second worst points per game number is the Chicago Bears at 19.1. Almost six whole points less than the next closest team. This team isn't just last because they're the worst of all the teams that suck. Like their level of bad is a couple tiers down from what right now is considered bad in the NFL. Crazy. Defensively, in terms of yards allowed, they are 28th. They allow 402.7 yards per game. Again, Uh, looking at the numbers and kind of how that uh, stands up against some other teams. So the only teams that allow more yards per game on defense are the Seahawks in last place, then the Jaguars, the Falcons, and then the Texans. All defenses that allow so many yards, so many points. This team allows 29.8 points per game, which is phenomenal for a Chargers offense that still ranks fourth in the NFL. Uh, they obviously took a little bit of a step back. Oh, actually third, pardon me. Third after the the Seahawks and Cardinals game, uh, which was Thursday night. So the Chargers currently average 403 yards of offense, but only score 25.1 points. We've kind of talked about this. This Chargers offense can rack up the yards, but they can't seem to finish in the end zone. Of the top four offenses, the Seahawks average 32, the Chiefs average 32, the Cardinals average 29. And the Chargers are still up there, but average four less points than the worst score there 25.1 points per game um so as i kind of mentioned earlier to start the podcast the way to beat the jets again is to essentially show up writing my three keys to a victory post this week over the jets like it was weird because it just felt like i was mincing words or i was you know (laughs) essentially just being unnecessary. But here are just the things that I kind of came up with of how the Chargers can beat 
the Jets or will beat the Jets, at least maximize their point total, let's put it that way, against the Jets. Number one is simply let Justin Herbert cook. We've kind of heard this thing about let Russell Wilson cook. Like, Russell Wilson's at his best when he's given the reins to the offense and he's, you know, freed to make plays. That's kind of what I want to see with Justin Herbert. Now, against a bad opponent like this, Anthony Lynn may try to use this as a game to get the run game going a little bit, get them some momentum. I just don't think that's the case. Like, if you want to win by more, you're going to throw it. If you just want to win and maybe not win by a ton, then you're going to run the ball. Like, why wouldn't you want to extend the game for your quarterback? I don't know. It's it's just been weird. Anthony Lynn wants to shorten games by running the running the ball, and sometimes that comes back to bite uh, the Chargers in the butt because they don't have enough time at the end for their comeback or... Uh, you know, they could have used another couple plays to potentially get in the end zone. Like we saw what happened at the end of the Broncos, or excuse me, the Raiders game, how that ended if they just had a little bit more time. Obviously, it would have helped if they had been throwing the ball a little bit more. So at any rate, if you guys ever heard of this guy named Warren Sharp, he works for NBC Sports. He writes a book um, that just basically gives you an endless amount of NFL knowledge. All the numbers in the world, a lot of analytics, but he, he it's easily acceptable and, and digested. So go look up Warren Sharp if you haven't heard of him at all yet. Uh, but he's been very vocal about the Chargers coaching staff. He's been very critical about them in that they won't let Justin Herbert do what he does best, which is throw the football on early downs and just overall throwing it more than, than running the ball. So essentially, like... While I believe that the threat of a run game is important to keep defenses honest, I think this team can stand to like run it a little bit less while maintaining the effectiveness of the play-action game. Like, I mean, instead of running it 18 times and throwing it 12 in like the first half, make it a bit more even or maybe throw it a bit more. Just all you got to do is throw in a run occasionally to keep them in mind that you can run the football. You know, if you're running it for two yards a carry... Yeah, you're keeping the defense honest, but it doesn't mean you're getting first downs. It doesn't mean you are moving the ball and getting ahead of the chains, right? All that stuff comes back to kind of bite you. I think in a game against this awful defense with five corners that no one's ever really heard of, half of them are undrafted players, half of them are rookies, like it's it's a bad, bad unit. This is a perfect game to get Justin Herbert all the experience in the world to, to kind of run this offense and do what he does best, which is let it rip. Secondly, Honestly, I just said play any semblance of, of defense, right? This team can't move the ball all that well. It can't score points to save its life. This Chargers defense literally just needs to show up, play somewhat physical, and walk out with a victory. Seriously, there really isn't much else to say other than that. The, the, the Chargers are going to be facing Joe Flacco, who's much less mobile than Sam Darnold, but Flacco still kind of has a cannon attached to the side of his body. He can make you pay through the air if you let a coverage break. If you, you know, blow your assignment, a guy like Brashad Perryman, who's been their deep threat this year, has shown that he can get behind defenses. They hooked up for, I think, two touchdowns against the Patriots. And I know the Patriots aren't that great anymore, but it's still a Bill Belichick defense. Like, they can make offenses, or defenses pay, excuse me, and the Chargers do not want to be the team that lets Joe Flacco and the Jets score like a season-high offensive outing, right? They don't want to let guys like Brashad Perryman, rookie Denzel Mims, Chris Hogan guys, you know, 
go off against them. Even if they win the game, that's incredibly embarrassing. So they need to come out, play like a real NFL defense, make it short and quick, get the job done, walk out with a victory. Lastly, and it was just kind of tough figuring out a third one, right? Like the first two keys kind of sum it up. Let Herbert Cook play play defense almost, you know, quote unquote. Like that's as simple as this thing is to be. With the third one, I simply said, use this as an opportunity to prove that you can play four full quarters of great football in all three phases of the game. The offense has been the best unit this year. The defense has been good for two and a half quarters and then falls apart. The special teams is awful. Doesn't matter if it's the first play of the game, just after halftime, the last drive of the game. This special teams unit is tough and not in the good way. Penalties and penalties and mistakes and long returns allowed. I mean, it's been probably the worst unit by far in the NFL, this special teams unit. I love Coach George Stewart. I want him to read me a bedtime story. That's how much his voice is just admirable and respectable. The guy exudes someone you just want to treat well and have in your life. And and I don't know. He's just a phenomenal human being. But what he's putting out on the field is not good enough. Nowhere near good enough. So against a team that is awful in all three phases of the game, the Chargers need to come out and show that they are the more dominant, superior team in those three phases. Be good and efficient on offense. Be aggressive, intense, and efficient on defense. And then be efficient in special teams. Break a long run. Don't allow a lot of yards in coverage. Stop the guy behind his own 20 once in a while. Stop allowing offenses to start near midfield over and over and over again. Those are my three keys to a victory against the Jets. I don't think we need to get any more complicated than that. Come out, play the football you can. This team got Joe is getting Joey Bosa back. That pass rush hopefully is going to be a lot better. Hopefully Melvin Ingram can finally record a sack. That's a whole other story. Hopefully Nchina Nwosu gets more snaps because he's been the much better player at the Leo position. Hopefully Keenan Allen gets his sixth touchdown of the year, almost guaranteeing that he finally gets more than six touchdowns in a season because he's gotten exactly six the last three seasons. I I keep talking about that a lot because it's just incredible. Talk about consistency. Hopefully Balazs has another good game against one of his former teams in his second of a back-to-back stretch of revenge games against the Dolphins and now the Jets. I'm just hoping for a lot of good. You know, I'm really trying not to let the chance of a loss to the Jets burden my ability to be positive, to be optimistic, to enjoy this game. I want to come out. I want to feel comfortable and just have fun and enjoy watching a Chargers game without feeling like it's going to be the end of the world, without having to worry about the the inevitable crash and burn, blown lead, whatever. And I advise you all to kind of do the same. Kick back. Just try to enjoy it as much as possible. I know that's like pulling teeth for a fan base that is used to the bad, the horrible, the frustrating, the heartbreaking. But try with all your might to just kind of kick back and enjoy this game. Think about how I will be trying to do the exact same, and hopefully you can accomplish it as well. That about does it for today's show. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the listens, guys. 
If you don't follow me on Twitter already, again, that's Zone Tracks, Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Follow all my work at boltsfromtheblue.com. That is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog. Enjoy some college football. I'm about to watch the Iowa-Penn State game, my alma mater, University of Iowa, playing a bad Penn State game. I'm going to enjoy this win, hopefully, if they win. they've been The, the Iowa Hawkeyes have been a little Chargers-esque, so I haven't been able to escape those feelings just because it's not a Sunday. So feel free. All right, you guys, appreciate you. I'll talk to you guys later next week.